My number is 14. Welcome to the show. Oddly enough, he has a two-inch penis. My guest, as usual, is Mr. B, the mysterious one. Bonjour. Today we're going to be talking about, let's see, the Rio games, and it's goddamning impending disaster. We're going to be talking about what we're drinking. We're also going to, we're, we're, what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to get to the five biggest disasters that are going to happen at these uh, poison games. That yeah, we're, we're going to try to establish the, uh, the, the sort of Vegas odds on, uh, <laughs> sure. on what's going The plus or minus. Yeah. The plus or minus, yeah. You're going to come here to bet, people. That's what you're doing. And of course, the real international game, Pokemon Go. Yeah, the, the real game that everybody's playing and obsessing about, and really the one they should probably make an Olympic sport out of, because that's the only thing people give a shit about these days. But first, let's start with... Uh, what, what are you drinking? drinking? Mm, I'm drinking PBR, man. I'm supporting Russia in my own way. Mother Russia. <laughs> in case you didn't know, PBR was bought by a uh, Russian conglomerate. So if you are anti-Russian, you better put down that fucking PBR, bitch. It's no longer yours. Put down that crushed can. Mm. It doesn't taste like much, I gotta say. What are you drinking? You know what? Uh, just before we get to what I'm drinking, PBR is uh, can be very refreshing if cold, I must say. I guess. Like Russia. <laughs> it's refreshing. Yeah. Refreshingly cold. Uh, so what, I'm, what am I drinking? I am drinking our pal's uh, homebrew. Actually, it's, I would say it's a, a cut above homebrew. Yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit more pro than just like yeah, some guy's bath. So we got a couple pals who are starting a little Pico brewery. And they have, uh, they have some automation going. They, they, they're taking kind of a high-tech approach to it. Um, is, it's Pico, is Pico Brewery your invention here, or is this a real term? Oh, I'm, I'm sure other people have used it, but it's definitely not a microbrewery. Okay. So just to clarify for people who aren't familiar with this weird ghost term you just made up. <laughs> it's super small. It's super small. Right before you're about to be a big deal and in grocery stores or whatever, but you're making enough that you're supplying not just your friends, but your friends' friends and your friends' friends' friends. Right? You're getting there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'm drinking this, uh, this interesting chocolate chalkboard ale um it's brown like a stout but sharp like an ipa it's pretty good we have an interesting you said there was kind of an interesting rule here in uh the province we live in quebec about if you want to start your own microbrewery what is the rule exactly oh uh, you know i think it's more for um uh starting a spirit company you have to put a whole bunch of money in reserve you know that's easy for a small business to do, right? Sure, yeah. Like, it's how, something, how much money we're talking? It's how much something capital in, in the order of the same amount you expect to make in first year sales. Yeah, yeah. I haven't checked the rules lately, but but it's it, it's you're selling almost alcohol. impossible. You're, yeah, exactly. You're not exactly. talking about how much you're expected to make in profit. How much you're expected to make in sales? <sighs> it's it's just bad news. Okay, yeah. but what about for just if you're a beer though? Not sure, not sure. Actually, I guess our our buddies are going to find out soon. I thought there was something. There's we'll there's some submit. rule where you can't. Oh yeah, yeah, right. So. It's a lot more difficult to sell beer to bars than it is to corner stores that we call dépanneurs here, and uh, which literally means troubleshooter, get you out of trouble. It's store. true. It's and, pretty much uh, what they do. And grocery stores. So they're going to go for that easy one first, uh, which is fine. Um, but it, it was kind of a neat thing. Apparently, you just have to send a sample of your finished brew in to a, a bottle, lab. In a lab. Sealed. Yeah, to, to a lab, a sealed bottle. And they, they just test it for all kinds of rogue uh, microbes and yeasts and stuff. And if it passes the, the clean test, then basically you're allowed to brew in the conditions you already have. And you know what I wonder? I wonder what it is about for labels, though. Because, you know, in the U.S., there's like one dude who decides on all beer labels. He has an unbelievable what? amount of... Yeah, yeah. One guy. One guy. One fucking guy. You mean like a government official who rubber stamps it or one guy that designs them? No, 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 no. One guy who rubber stamps that shit. 
I watched a documentary about him. He's a power-hungry maniac. And he has, like, <laughs> he has a very specific uh, rules about... Well, they enforce rules about how beer labels are supposed to be made. And right. in a sense, it kind of makes sense. You don't want your beer label to be absolutely anything. I mean, are we otherwise, talking you about, just put a giant pair of tits on that shit. Like, <laughs> he just wants to make sure the alcohol percentage is... No, uh, it's nothing like... And the nutritional shit I mean, it will... There are, there are people, label makers, who have told... Who have been on camera doing interviews about how... They did everything possible to make this fucker happy, and he still said no. Because, you know, at the end of the day, the truth is that ultimate power corrupts absolutely. Wow. And, and he has ultimate power. And if someone said, hey, this is your microscopic kingdom, rule it yeah. however you wish. And he rules with a fucking iron fist, dude. With an iron dildo. Yeah. It's a... I, hmm. uh, you know what? I'll, I'll try to find the uh, documentary and link it in the... Uh, link it in the... In, in, in the Crazy. You in the wonder. notes, but it's it's kind of nuts when you think about the fact that there are certain industries which are entirely controlled by one dude. I mean, if you don't have a label, you don't have a product. It's like cornering the market on paper clips. Like, who fucking cares? But that's a lot of power for one person. Mm -hmm. You know. Yep. I mean, there's there's probably markets out there. Like a good example of a market that's controlled that has way too much power here in Quebec is maple syrup. It is yeah. literally a fucking cartel. If you sell your maple syrup that you collected outside of your house at a store for below what the uh, the agreed prices, they will take your shit. I mean, there's a woman in Quebec whose entire sugar shack little zone is going to be taken wow. over by this cartel because she was selling it at a lower price. Madness. And so I'm like, that's a fucking mafia, dude. Well, it also sort of reminds me of the MPAA. You've seen that uh, documentary, right? This film is not yet rated oh, or yeah. something like that. I watched it a few times. Um, so much... <laughs> well, there we go. Bam! Drinking another one. The... Although they're uh, a Russian conglomerate, their cans have a satisfying pop. Every time you hear a pop, that's uh, money that goes to Russia. <laughs> um, so anyway, the, the MPAA, it's a group of, what, a handful of representative parents and... Representative. Yeah, That's a repre joke too. yeah re no, they're supposedly friends representative. of friends. It's they're not elected in any way. They're just friends of friends, apparently. Small group, and they decide the movie ratings. They decide what's NC seventeen. What they decide what's uh, rated X, rated rated G, rated. I don't know what the different ratings are, but PG thirteen. Then there's. Uh, rated R. NC-17. Now, is there an NC-16? Because I think by 16, you're sort of ready for something. <laughs> oh, yeah. A little bit of... They're not really that, uh, okay. that precise. But it's, so anyway, it's not uncommon, though, for... for If you look at the history of almost all media, there's always been this censorship <clears throat> that, that sort of comes along. So this is not anything new. It's nothing new, but it, it's just another example of a small group of unelected bozos... Who decide everything. Who decide yeah. something important. <laughs> yeah. Like, sure, the beer label guy might, uh, you know, 100 years ago or something, might or 150 years ago, might not have been a very important job. But one guy took it really seriously, and now how many hundreds of millions of labels does he control? Well, I mean, there's not that many labels. But uh, if you're well, a small... All the, all the microbreweries. Okay, but there's not 100 million of them, man. No, but each one, each microbrewery in the States, there's probably thousands. Oh, yeah. Has at least five different well, beers. Well, this is also so. why I have to imagine that this person can't possibly go through them all, and a lot of rejection is just, I'm too fucking busy. But, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, 
Uh, the, the sad truth is this with this world is that somebody's got to be in control of it. And most of the time, nobody wants to put their hands on the wheel. So if there's a fucking monkey driving, that's on you. That's on you. That's on you, fuck. Yeah, but th- that, that kind of thing is sort of ripe for corruption. I'm not saying this guy's corrupt, but that arrangement where there's one guy with all the power and a bunch of small businesses whose sort of livelihood depends on this guy rubber stamping their label, uh, and he has no time, that's just the perfect conditions to ask for a little yellow envelope to slide across the table and uh, for money to be exchanged as a bribe. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, speaking of bribe, let's talk about the Olympics. Hey, Olympics! Hey. Okay, so now if you haven't been following it all, and we're definitely going to be covering a lot of this uh, for the next... How long did the Olympics last? Two and a half weeks? I forget how long it last. <laughs> that's, that's wishful thinking. Okay. So in any case, the, uh, the Olympics in Rio um, were off... To a very very rocky start. In I mean I could make a list, but it would actually be too long to to list of all of let's the disasters. Let's just do a very quick rundown. Okay, let's, okay so let's um, just start off with the every single um, road and development that they were trying to build has is late. I mean the games are starting tomorrow. There was a sniper. We haven't heard about the sniper on the main <laughs> road. Sniper. We haven't heard from the sniper in a while. Hopefully we won't. <laughs> Hopefully we no, won't. No, he's just getting warmed up. He's listen. How many people did he kill? L- let's get to the prediction part later. How many people okay? did he kill? We're just going through it's the true, quick true. list right okay, now. Okay, so, so they, the, bike, the bike path that collapsed and killed those. Uh, bikers? And that was a hallmark project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, collapsed. Bike did. path by the side of the water. Yeah, built like crap. <laughs> uh, Chinese Olympian robbed in Rio after thief pretended to be drunk and vomited on him. Interesting. Um, oh, there's a ton ju- of tourist scams like that, like yeah. shoe shining scams and pickpocket scams. <clears throat> The jiu-jitsu guy. Who, jiu-jitsu, okay. So yeah. it's not technically part of the Olympics, but this New Zealand uh, jiu-jitsu guy um, was being basically... Uh, targeted. Targeted by people dressed up as the federal police. Might be the federal police, no, just saying. Strong, reasonably. How, how'd they get those uh, uniforms? <laughs> and uh, and guns. Well, probably pretty easy to do in Brazil. But uh, So he was brought to different ATMs around the city. Multiple you know, times. Multiple times. Um, finally, the third time, he said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm moving to Canada. You know what? Imagine you got kidnapped three times a gunpoint. Yeah, I mean, within, within like two days. That's four times more than is necessary. <laughs> that's a lot more than is necessary. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the, the Guanabara Bay has a lot of dead Oh, yeah, the environmental and problems. Dead dogs and uh, floating couches. 90% of its beaches have super bugs. Uh, the, the other beaches, too, like Copacabana and... Uh, What's the other one? Uh, Lisbon. They, uh, they, they're they full of superbugs and fecal stuff. Yeah. Human stuff. Apparently, um, they made a promise when they bid to the, for the Olympics to clean up, uh, treat 80% of the sewage coming off of the favelas, the, the slums. But instead... It's, uh, they're claiming now they didn't meet the target. That we're going to hear that a lot over the next oh, couple shit. weeks. Um, they, they're claiming 50%, but another neutral group is saying they're only treating about 20 and the worst is the 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 superbug uh, like antibiotic resistant uh, strains of nasty. Uh, it's it's likely due to the hospital sewage, like sick that's next sick month. people yeah. sewage, <laughs> coughing oh, your fucking medit in your nasty. food, and then uh, and and apparently there's like a, a fucking steampunk city network of sewer tubes just just unloading right into the fucking river. Total chaos. Total now chaos. the the whole the. The games themselves have told athletes who are swimming, keep your mouth shut. But that should really be this the name of the game. Like, their, their fucking motto. It's something keep your like fucking mouth shut. two teaspoons of this water, uh, apparently, 
is enough to essentially guarantee yeah. you're going to so get sick. So two years ago, when there was a two competition, teaspoons. a quarter of all the participants got sick. Okay, what what percentage of people do you think are going to get sick? I predict, by the way, that the third world is going to clean up at these games. They're already fucking immune, all right? If you come from some fucking first world place where your water's treated and you've never drank from the fucking Ganges, you're done, man. India's going to win all the swimming competitions. Prediction number one. That's my fucking, I'm just, I'm saying it right now. I'm just launching right into it. Yeah, it'll probably make them stronger. <laughs> Crazy. Third world countries fucking will get they were born in it. more medals than they have <clears throat> ever gotten in the history of the Olympics. They're, they're, they, they come in with a huge advantage. No. Uh, an, an, an immunolo <laughs> immunological, immunological advantage. Immunological advantage. Yeah. Uh, hospitals are running out of medicine. That's in particular... It hasn't the, started. The ones... I know. <laughs> in particular, the ones that are designated to be Olympic. Oh, uh, my God. So what are they going to give the Olympians? Fucking sugar pills? Sugar pills. They'll probably run out of those. Anyway, there's a lot of crap going pills. down. Sugar um, pills. We'll see. It, okay. It's, it's going to be a very exciting few weeks. Well, let's 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 not dilly dally. Let's get to our fucking predictions, yo. Okay. Uh, let's let's come up with a top five. Top so, five. So I've already said my, my my number five is that third world countries are going to fucking have the most medals they've ever had because most first world participants are going to get really motherfucking sick fast. Like, okay. They don't stand a chance. There's going to be a massive incident at the. Uh... At the uh, athletes' village, they've been doing stress tests on some of the the new structures. They're oh, not. You, they're you not mean, passing. Oh, they're, you mean like a smelling like collapse. gas, lots of electrical sparks. Yeah, that's a good combination. And, gas uh, and electrical sparks and plumbing plumbing issues, of course. So explosion or collapse? You got to be specific here. Well, I don't think it's going to be a, an outright collapse, but uh, there's going to be flooding. Uh, they're going to have to evacuate. Some teams are going to complain that it affected their performance. It's basically going to be. A big enough issue that we're going to hear about it, and uh, Australia is going to say, "I told you so." Okay, so here's here's my counter prediction. One of the emergency teams will actually be disguised robbers that rob people. <laughs> oh, not bad. <laughs> prediction number uh, my my four number four on my list. Emergency, uh, you know, people will be robbers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like this so far. I got two, man. You got to catch up. All right. Give, give, All right. Give there's going to be something about Zika. Now, we're going to hear about this maybe a month or two after, but a famous athlete it will get Zika. Get Zika. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. Do you think, it, it, like, will it be a female or male athlete? Will she be potentially pregnant? It'll be really sad. It'll be a female athlete trying to start a family or something and uh, well, Zika. Well, maybe one of the, the, the things that's not really talked about is that the Olympics is basically a giant fuck fest. And a lot of people do get pregnant there. I mean, if you think about it, you want your Uber Mox and your Uber losses to go over there and, and bang and produce uh, super children, right? Unfortunately, these super children will have heads the size of a fucking tiny cantaloupe uh, for the rest of their life. So, yeah. Damn. They're going to be that's scary. Cold. That's cold. So, your number four on your list is famous athlete gets Zika. Famous athlete gets All right. Zika. So, let's, let's, let's review. And your number five was a building uh, flooding or something, yeah. you know, calamity inside one of the Olympic villages. Yeah, Olympic village disaster. Okay, I'm gonna go with my third one. Is there will the sniper will will kill at least fifteen people? Oh no, fifteen oh, no, dead that's... before he's taken down, or he will not be found at all, <laughs> even after the Olympics. 
20 years later on his deathbed, he'll confess to being the sniper. That's, that's what's good. That's, that's my sort of like bonus point. All right. Um, I'm going to predict that one of the major uh, infrastructure transportation lines, oh, the yeah. new subway line or the new road, or maybe they'll patch together that bike path or something, it's going gonna, it's gonna to basically crumble. And uh, so you had two collapses there. You're going yeah. to strong like strong, infrastructural yeah, I, I issues. Very little confidence in that. <laughs> all right, quality. all right. Now I think, it, and not only that, but it will make people late for a major event, and there's going to be a shot of the crowds. Like if more people uh, wouldn't have been trapped in the uh, Metro Line Four, uh, these stadiums would have been filled. So okay. Be, yeah. People will be late for a major event due to uh, transportation. Okay. So. Um, so your third one is the the, the, the the collapse of some maybe a tunnel, probably people inside of a tunnel. Something maybe. like that, yeah. Okay, so uh, now let's go for my second one. I believe the second incident is going to be a, uh, a pretty major terrorist hostage situation that's going to happen in one of the Olympic villages. So um, I'm not sure what political affiliation they'll have. Uh, but they will be radicalized um, Muslims who, uh, you know, this is the perfect storm for them anyways. And they will probably have been uh, financed or fueled by uh, existing drug cartels. Not bad. Who already have uh, it works deals with them for their heroin trade in Afghanistan. So it could be some kind of like weird little uh, fear play on their part to destabilize an already... Uh, de- you know, uh, on the verge of collapse kind of country. And maybe even, uh, well, I won't tell you when my number one is, but I'm waiting that for the end. So my number two, terrorist attack. Your number two, sir. Okay, my number two. Uh, so the World Anti-Doping Agency, WADA, had previously suspended the Rio drug lab because they didn't meet international standards. Right. Of course. Of course not. <laughs> and uh, course just a few days ago, that decision was reversed. So it's going to come out at the Olympics that... The Russians are behind that in order to plant their own um, Russian sort of drug testers within, embed them within the, the Rio doping lab that recently reopened. Since Russia is back on the ticket, I can only assume that those two things are not coincidental. Okay, so uh, we have a doping scandal, doping scandal involving, involving Russia, involving Russia yeah. and creating uh, global tensions as a result of that. Okay, yep. Yep. so my number one thing, and this is going to be the result of the botched attempt at rescue from the hostages will be a coup there will be a coup in brazil uh either during the olympics or right after or you're not gonna say Mm. Mm. within within two months of the olympics oh well yeah actually within two months because after the post glow um of the olympics and then once the bill really comes in yeah nothing's better things are worse and there's there's zero ability for them to be able to borrow at that point i mean and uh yeah so definitely a coup i would say though you know what i want to say maybe at the last day would be probably during the pageantry and they're using the chaos or whatever and of that to probably be there the moment of strength. The jets right? are going to circle around uh, <laughs> Rio. and uh, yeah. They think it's part of the air show. Yeah, and the no, tanks are it's out. a coup. Nah, it's Another a coup. Fucking coup. Military fucking coup. All right, my last one. Uh, there will be a shot on television uh, in front of the international stage of either a sailor or a swimmer with human feces on them emerging from the water. <laughs> and they'll be crying. 
You know what? I would have. I I would put more likely that a dead body will appear during one of the boat. <laughs> races. All right, that's the bonus one. That's our bonus. <laughs> Boom! His head will hit the fucking boat, and then like, oh man, maybe even just come off, like just get spiked on it or something oh, like that. Could the, you imagine? The internet go will go wild. It would go wild. But so I I see that your prediction is a lot less apocalyptic than mine. Mine involves let's let's go through a a, a coup. That was uh, precip- precipitated by a terrorist attack. <laughs> yeah, so um, a sniper and a sniper picking off fifteen people and maybe never getting caught. Never getting fucking caught. <laughs> wow, it's all you can do is laugh. Honestly, yeah. there's nothing really left to do. Okay, so what the uh, the way that Fantastic. you can well, you can you can pick and choose from our list here, or you can you can join the winning team, which is obviously going to be Team Fourteen, uh, or you can join Team B. Although you know, yeah, B team, the B team, the B team. You get what you you get what you uh, you get what you deserve with the B team. <laughs> no, no uh, membership fee at the B team. Yeah, we have membership fees. <laughs> yeah, we we got a big one. All right, so um, let's uh, let's move on. Do, do you want to say anything about Rio? Because we're gonna no, cover you, this. You we're know gonna what? cover this in our own It's time. gonna be we're we're gonna let Rio speak for itself yeah, sure. very soon. Let let the shit fester. So let's move on to our. Uh, I just want to talk about what we did a little bit this weekend. Yeah, we, yeah, okay. We move on to our. Uh, well, I went. Uh, I went to this huge ass music fest. It was insane. I don't think that most people totally understand insane. how big this music. Festival I, I'm not was. sure how many. It's not well known outside of uh, outside of this Appar- province, even. Uh, well, no. Apparently, it's uh, one of the biggest ones in North America. No, but I'm saying, like, you talk to people and say the word Ashlaga. On the street, and nobody fucking knows what you're talking about. Yeah, I swear it, to God. it's not Oshilaga, it's Oshiaga. Oh, whatever. You're thinking of the other region in, in our province here. Yeah. Um, so, this is a huge music fest, an outdoor music fest. It takes place on an island next to the big island of Montreal, little little one called Parc Jean Drapeau or John Flag. It's a fake Park. island. It was made entirely out of the diggings of our fucking of metro building system. our subway system. Yeah. And, um,. <clears throat> Holy cow, it was crazy. Saw Radiohead, saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers, saw uh, some of the more obscure bands that I've been into these days, uh, like Mö, M uh, slashed O, pretty great, Danish band, Danish singer. Um, but really the highlight, uh, this was like a dust bowl, kind of scorching heat, oh, shit. crazy three-day fest. I was, I'm surprised you're not more Yesterday I was summer. really just uh, recuperating. Um, but the highlight was probably the... Um, the the artist uh, Grimes, um, who oh, was man, coming off of a an eight month tour, <laughs> who had the flu, yeah, it was hepped up on all these uh, drugs or whatever probably, and um, and she was like holding her stomach and still like rocking around the stage. Her dancers were going crazy. She was belting out these insane tunes, and she she was such a rocker. She fucking. Ducked behind the stage, puked a couple times, and kept going. Kept you know, you going. You, just, uh, you don't have that kind of rocker no more. Yeah. The only thing I feel like I'd be a bigger fan if she didn't look almost exactly like what my ex. Like it's just too painful to look at her. But she's amazingly talented. You know. If I wasn't such a fucking voice. And you know what? <laughs> there was this. Uh, <laughs> there was this. Uh, so how many people go to Oceaga? It's in the tens of thousands, maybe even a hundred thousand. I don't know. I it's, it's huge. Yeah. It's it's freaking huge. There's six stages. They're all packed full of people. Um, what, one of the surprisingly good acts that I, I didn't really know what to expect was the Arcs. You ever heard of the Arcs? Never. If you like the Black Keys, one of the guys from the Black Keys started the Arcs. Oh, cool. And we kept on saying during this show, like, these guys sound exactly like the Black Keys, but 
but they're in a better mood. <laughs> so <laughs> they're like the white keys. They're yeah, not yeah, so yeah. dark. Anyway, good stuff. It's always fun to go to a music fest and unwind. And what uh, did you see that was like the most creepy, weird thing? Because at a festival, every once in a while, you'll see like some... oh, there's the people. The, the people Weirdo. are there's a lot of freaks. What was the freakiest looking? Freakiest looking were probably the uh, well, there 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 was a Luigi and Mario couple that were always around doing strange things at the fest, like hanging out near the porta potties and like hmm? just yeah, just being just being weirdos. Like Is there I, some gay cosplay. I, I don't even that? think that they were there for the music. Like let's put it that way. They were there for the bathroom stall. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> anyway, festivals bring out all kinds of uh, freaks, but. You know, the the crowds, they were massive, but the only time it got out of control was during Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's when we had to grip onto a metal fence and wait for the sea of people to wash by us. So I guess those old gramps still got it? Still got it. Still got it. Yeah, yeah. flea. Flea, um, you know, a flea can live for two years without any food, and flea looked like he needed a cheeseburger or something. Well, he is getting old. He is getting old, but he's still kicking. Check out Flea's bass instructional video. We'll put a link down below. It's great. Yeah. He goes, real from, instructional. He goes from zero to 1,000. Yeah, it's real instructional. Hey, <laughs> beginner. Hey, <laughs> beginner. <laughs> you want to learn how to slap Here, bass? Here's Don't a simple, watch this. Here's a simple scale. Boop, beep, <laughs> boop, beep. Anyways, yeah. Anyway, it's fantastic. It's one of our favorite videos. So that's what I did this weekend. Yeah. What did you do this weekend? I had no internet. <laughs> yep. No fucking internet. Let me tell you something. There's a couple of things you learn when you have no internet. The first is that you think you'll miss the internet more than you actually do. Like, truthfully, if I actually had a phone and I was reachable other than the internet, I would probably not even miss it as much. Because I went back on today reading my news feed and I just don't like anything I read. I don't like... I don't even like the way that news is created, presented. Do you know? Like I was yeah. just, I went on CNN and now CNN does these fucking, oh, you won't believe the response of blah, blah. And you're like, you're a, you are supposed to be a serious news organization, you embarrassing clods. Like what the fuck is this bullshit? What is that noise? You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, you know, some, it was with some trepidation that I go back on the internet and I just kind of want to go off again. You know, if it wasn't for us trying to do this podcast and doing all kinds of things on it, I don't think I'd want to read it. You'd walk the earth. I would walk the earth. Look, for the most part, the best of the stuff that's being created, and I'm not going to use the word content anymore because that is fucking demeaning to artists who put work in art. Content is for you talentless fucks who just blah, blah, blah away. No, put no. the con in content. Yeah, thank you. That's a great point. No, no, art, real art, stuff that lasts. I mean, there's still, there's a ton of it out there, but it's not about the shit that's going down now. Because let me tell you something, even though you're constantly, quote unquote, riveted with what's happening, nothing is happening. You understand that, right? It, like wheels are turning, but nothing's going on. Like the gears are busted. You're just watching people fucking running on a hamster wheel and being like, Ooh, this is, who's going to win the race? Seriously? Like, come on, man. Like, you must see that it's like one of the Zeno's paradoxes. Nobody's moving. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, okay. We, we know what solves that paradox, right? The flow of time. But that's, time. What, that's what we need. We need the flow of time to happen for more interesting things to, like, come into the worldosphere. Because as it stands right now, there are three pieces of news and they all blow. Yeah. Whatever Donald Trump's doing, 
Pokemon Go and for the next little while the Olympics. These are the three fucking pieces of news that anyone cares about. Forget about people being murdered in some other country. Forget about any scandals or the fact that no one's being arrested for financial fraud or any of that shit. Nope. Three pieces of fucking news. That's all there is. This is depressing. Speaking of that, let's get to, uh, to a third piece of news, eh? Pokemon Go. <laughs> Pokemon Go. What a disaster to humanity this game is. I really think it's bringing out the worst in us. Well, it's certainly not bringing out our best. No. Let's put it that way. No. Although, there, there is something. I guess it gets people to walk around the block a little bit more. Than yeah, they're they getting to. outside in this virtual world. They're getting outside, world. yeah. Is that supposed to be a good thing? I mean, it's a walk outside, so it can be fairly innocuous. But there have been some run-ins. Like, there was, uh, there was a story recently about uh, someone playing Pokemon Go and looking at their phone, and they got hit by a car. Yeah. But it turns out the driver was also, was also playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw a video Ouch. of a guy who had uh, just gotten hit by a car, and he looked pretty fucked up. We were like... He was, he was saying things, not making any sense. Gotta catch them all. Yeah, gotta catch them all. He, you know what? It wouldn't be so bad if the game was like, I don't know, you went out and you had to take pictures of leaves to catch all of the different species of leaves. Why trees. not? Yeah. See, that would be actually useful. learn something yeah. a little bit? See, learn, learn something fucking interesting. Pokemon shit, what you're doing is it's, hum it's basically cockfighting with animals that are under your ownership. Kind of fucked up. Yeah. And you, you store them in these balls... Did well, they ever get to leave? You know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more hopeful about it. I think that this kind of AR augmented reality game can can lead to good things. And this is just the first shitty example. It, for me, this is sort of like the what Super Mario Brothers was to Nintendo and home entertainment systems. It gets more people into it and sees, you know, lets them see what kind of fun they can have. But this won't be the last game, I hope. I hope we get into some good educational games or some kind of mystery game. Well, you know how I feel about augmenting reality with one of my stories that I'm writing. I'm not a big fan of it. I think that the more we augment reality, the more we take away from it that, that which we don't like. And that's, you know, like, it's a, it's a natural human impulse. You know, you want to take all of the bad and, and darkness and out of the world. But y you kind of need it. You know, you kind of fucking need it. You kind of need it, yeah. Just as a reminder that, you know, perhaps perhaps human kindness, when it does show itself, is all the more precious when you see just how little kindness there is in the universe. Like, let's just say that this is the most unkind of universes. Cold in most places, unbelievably hot in certain ones, and just on a knife's edge of life. In fucking select corners. Wow, what a great design. What full of love this universe is. <laughs> yeah, no, but like a, a leaf identification or plant identification game would be pretty rad. Maybe, um... Uh, or just a geolocation, like, travel app where you got to find these amazing, like... You know, you, you appify every single tourist attraction. Exactly, And you basically right? say, like... <clears throat> Gotta locate all these tourist attractions. And find out the history of each one yeah. or, or whatever. That would be And answer cool. a trivia question. and Because the thing that really bugs me about Pokemon Go is how much human effort goes into this that goes nowhere. Yeah, okay. That, that's a fair point, for sure. Um, and if, if it wasn't so much, if it, if it didn't bug so many people into doing it, and you're just like, man, I wish we could harness all of this fucking effort into something that's positive. It would be kind of neat is... Um, is uh, battling light pollution. You know, in the cities, no one can see any stars or they see one or two stars. If you could have sort of a 
<clears throat> what would the sky out? look like oh, if God, the city right. were tamped out? Yeah, you just put it in the position yeah, or, the sky and it can tell or, you. Or hey, you know, you look at the moon, you see a little sliver is lit up. Like, hey, wouldn't it be neat to teach kids, you know, where the sun is right now? And they point down into the earth and they see, oh, that's this is what it would look like if the earth were hollow or invisible. Well, it reminds me of that app where, where you can Very see where cool. planes are and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you can learn stuff that's interesting. Well, the technology is world. pretty amazing for that. It and, is pretty amazing. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I guess it's a first iteration and uh, it will fade. It will definitely fade. I have it on my phone. I pull it out once in a while. Well, the funny thing actually about Pokemon Go and the thing that scares people about it is the way that it just congregates a huge amount of people without anyone actually having ordered this, right? Like, you're, it's just all of a sudden, like, a hundred people will show up in a tiny fucking spot. Yeah, like that Veterans Park. Yes. So we're, there is a link that we're going to include Woo! where these Pokemon Go players had set up like a little tent and a little, what do they call it, a gym or what do they, what do you think they were setting up there? Like I don't know, just a, just a zone where you know if it was fucking raining and you were still trying to catch Pokemon. I mean like Pokemon Go players are trying to help one another, I guess. But uh, some veterans took some uh, took took issue to that because they were like, "You're disrespecting all these dead bodies underneath us. Don't do anything." Brah. And so, uh, one of them tore apart tents and knocking phones out of hands. Yeah, and uh, watch the video. It's it's hard to watch actually. It's just like embarrassing for. Well, everybody. it's everybody yelling rights that don't exist. That don't they exist. Don't really or... know anything about. Yeah, they have no sense of weight or purpose. It's like, you don't have a right to, to film me. You don't have a right to tell me that I can't You don't have a you. right to have that beard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Everybody discussing each other's rights, they think they know. And they don't know. Yeah, and claiming this is a gravestone when it's just a monument. Anyway, it's it's ridiculous. It's it's very ridiculous. It's not Pokemon's fault, in my opinion. No. It's, it's not a result of Pokemon. Pokemon is I mean, a mere, it could be another game. It's a mere catalyst to bring these two types of people together. Um, but I, I think it's just a sign of the general crumbling of, of American society. Well, look, if or you're... West, let's put it this way, Western society. If you were a veteran, okay, and you really bought into the society that sent you to Vietnam to do what exactly? To just kill a bunch of fucking people yeah. and which might you be, came back you might and you were be proud of this. a little sensitive about your monuments because it's the only thing that's concrete and makes sense. Yes, yeah. and then if you see a society of people, adults, most of these playing these well, games now. They are sort of appear like adult children. Really. It's exactly yeah. what it appears to them. Uh, this is and this by is their age, you you had already spent years in some East Asian hell. Yeah, or you would have worked at some fucking job you hated in order to raise kids you didn't like. You know the <laughs> kind of thing that people really yeah. respectable people do. Yeah, you know there's really no dialogue between the different uh, subcultures in the states. This like just take North South, nobody gets along. No one talks. Old young, no one talks. No one gets along. So if Pokemon is going to be the the common uh, thread that they have to talk to each other with, it's it's not going to go well. And uh, it didn't in this video. No. Well, y you were saying it's uh, it's kind of a symbol of, of America's, you know, state. Well, it, it's, it's, I think it's just a symbol of the value differences between the old and young generation. It's really. deeper. Yeah, it's, it's a deeper issue here. It's not Pokemon that causes a fight, but... Uh... No, but look at the results. So as, as a result of this, there is now an ordinance that's being issued... That would ban all recreation at the site, including dancing, sunbathing, anything that would might create human pleasure. And you know they're going to win because it's old people that go vote. And young people just go to the park and play Pokemon. So, you know, 
adults are doing adult things, and unfortunately for the fucking adult children still playing games, uh, they're going to soon wake up from their little fog and be like, I can't go anywhere anymore because there's all these weird laws that I've let happen. Yep. That's what happens when your old grumpy grandpa gets a legislating. You know? Yeah, and you know, when you go to war, um, one of the banners that you fight under really is freedom. So really you're fighting to protect the freedom of everyone in your homeland, including people to grow up and uh, act like children and play some video game where you bounce balls off of monster heads in the park, in a veteran's park. So, I don't know, on one hand I, I see that uh, these, you know, these people are worthy of some kind of some kind of respect for the sacrifice they they made yes 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 but on the other hand if you're willing to accept all the glory and valor that comes with being a veteran yeah you sort of have to accept it love all americans and all their wacky little freedoms (laughs) they don't they don't have to obey the or behave the way that you want them because of the quote-unquote sacrifice so yeah these you know these people aren't aren't great a pregnant lady gets involved at the end of the video it's just total madness but it's it's so middle america well, like we said, I mean, there, there is a conf- conflict of values between the young and old generation. Now, typically the way that you resolve this conflict is that you send all the young people to die in wars. That's the way they used to do it. And the only people yep. that survive come back brainwashed to your whole fucking attitude like that fucking poor veteran being like, I went to Vietnam. So you killed a bunch of Asian people for like fucking zero reason. Zero goddamn reason. I guess it's kind of a macabre way of looking at it, but say you have a hundred kind of aimless young people. Would you trade those for like... 65 sort of war hero young people no but and let's <laughs> let's talk about actually we met a couple of weeks ago a young american soon to be mm. war hero and what was his what did he want he wanted oh, to he, see how it felt like to kill someone <laughs> yes fucking great american hero yeah well okay to be fair they were around 20 years old sure full uh, of fucking piss and vinegar and to, drunk to be fair they were super drunk and probably questioning their lives which is yeah. why they came up to canada to drink yeah, of course, because they couldn't drink in their own. Pro- they they couldn't drink in their own country, but they can go and kill someone. Well, yeah, what they were saying when they were drunk, and this is probably like uh, again the words of a drunk person. I, I would say it's more like a drunk person trying to vocalize what's actually happening in their life to try it on for size. But uh, you know, maybe maybe they actually wanted it. What they were saying was they just wanted to uh, enlist, no matter what. So they hope they have a chance to kill someone and uh, you know what it, it feels, feels like. like. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty demented, but that's the kind of that's the kind of person who uh, yeah it was part of the uh, enlisted group there uh, going well, to boot camp. You know what it reminds me of actually. So I was we're gonna do a we're gonna do a long form podcast about this soon. So it's better to tease you about it now, and it's about the uh, play by Wagner called The Ring, or it's. It, it's the Ring of Nilleberg. I can't quite pronounce it right, which is why I just call it the Ring. Now, effectively, it's it's this German myth that uh, uh, about you know the the, the Norse gods, and Flight of the Valkyries. Um, you know, like the song that dun, 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 like that's the most valorous part of like the entire opera that he created, which is fifteen hours, by the way. But it's the Valkyries are these beautiful goddesses that pick the valorous ones from the battle so they can bring them back to Valhalla. Now. What that's telling your little brain here is that when you kill, 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 girls are going to love you. They're going to praise you. You know, there's always been a part of like that male ego proving thing that you, if you go out and you kill another motherfucker, you're a real man and you deserve like, 
you know, the, the, the worship of these Valkyrie women that will basically bring you up to heaven and, and you know, where you will endlessly taste battle. Like, do you, you, you see what the kind of appeal is to some of these? Sick- oh, yeah. Well, it, what, what do all young, um, young testosterone-fueled men want besides aggression? They want sex. And all all cultures probably have some kind of sex myth that goes along with war. Sex and power. Sex and power. Yeah, Yeah, sex and power. Sex and power, and and probably in that probably in that order. Although the truth is, you should always reverse that order because the more power you have, generally the more sex you have. So yeah, that's just that's just investing in the sexy future, right? (laughs) That's just good uh, good investment. But I mean, until the day where uh, power stops being sexy then I think that will be the day where men stop seeking power. Power will always be sexy. Yeah. What are you talking about? That's exactly... Well, there you go. I, there I you basically go. told you when that impulse will stop. When uh, power stops being sexy. And, I mean, let's go back to Grimes, man. Fucking on the stage, puking and still giving her uh, her all. But that's power, man. That's the sexy shit. You know? <laughs> that's a grimy little You know, number. that might not be sexy to you, but a woman fucking putting that kind of effort in her art is sexy to me. Yeah, no, that. absolutely. I think there's a certain magnetism to the whole thing. and uh, Well, she she's from know, Montreal, so she fucking gives a shit about performing here. So. She, she, uh, she killed it. She absolutely killed it. Although I have to say, one of the local reporters for one of the local newspapers gave her, uh, gave her a bad review. Said it was probably... Uh, you think it was you know, nerves? You know, keep your keep your shit to yourself. Either you're performing or you're not. But I, I don't think I don't agree at all. I think it it electrified the audience and made her completely on her side. Was he there? Well, he he wrote as though he were there. I don't know if he actually was. That sounds like some kind of fucking internet journalism bullshit. Yeah, internet journalism. I want there, so I think I know what I'm. Nay talking on about. you, sir. Yeah. Nay on you. The, you know, that's actually part of the 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 problem with what I see with modern news is that. No one's on the scene. Everyone's commenting about an, an article or a story that somebody else made. I yeah. mean, we, it's, it's ironic that in an age in which we could have the best and most precise sourcing, we have the weakest source possible for all information. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For we're, sure. We're at the, it's like the weakest it's ever been. This is disturbing. This is, you, cannot, you really can't trust a lot of information as a result because it's not being verified by anybody. You know, like... If I release a very credible sounding piece of news, can it be properly debunked? I mean, even Snopes just had an interview recently where they said, we can't keep up. No one cares about the truth now. And at every turn, we're being, we're the ones being undermined. Yeah. And, and, and well, the Newt Gingrich uh, quote recently, uh, I'll just paraphrase. Um, it was, it's less about the truth than what people think the truth is. And the re- if they feel strongly yeah, that something that, is yeah. true, then that's the news article. That's bullshit. Yeah. That's complete bullshit. That's what a dumb person really definitely That's thinks. what a dumb person says. And uh, I guess you could cultivate your army of dumb people. Yeah, sure. Like, if, if in the sense that you think that's what matters because you think that the great ignorance of, of humanity is what matters because that can easily be directed in whatever direction you think. Yeah. First well, of all, you're deluded because ignorance can rarely be controlled. It'll backfire. It it'll always backfire. backfires on you. When you when you need people to be sharp, all of a sudden they can't because nope. they're dumb. When you because everybody's got that one pet idea that you really need people to listen to and you care about, but when your army of dumb comes by, they won't give a shit. And the other person who followed your example to to basically dis- dissolve any truth 
to your idea will be using the same fucking technique. So you're fucked. Like as soon as you devalue all information, you devalue all information and even the stuff you care about. So, you know, it, it's kind of important for people to take a step back and say, I think we value information more than we value human feelings, maybe. Like, I really don't give a shit about human feelings. And, and we're living in a society now where we're replacing this as a premium, a human premium. Well, I think, I think um, you know, human feelings can matter if they're based on something real. If they, they matter more if they're based on something real. Honestly. But even, you know what, I, I would just, I would contend to say before we wrap things up that I, it, it may not matter as much as all that. Because look, people are always going to have different feelings about something. And we're always so wrapped up in how everyone's feeling that I, I'm like, let's take a step back and say that how you feel is your fucking business, okay? Don't ask for the entire world to apologize to you if you heard something that made you upset or that you didn't like. Grow a tougher skin. And then maybe if you want to fucking improve that world, craft an unbelievably powerful argument that leaves your fucking opponents in the dust. But don't go around being like, my feelings were hurt. That doesn't mean shit to me. Okay? It just means that you might just be a little baby that can't handle some hard truths about the world. And that's, and you know, if somebody says that to you, because we've taken a scattershot attitude about hurt feelings. There are some genuinely... You know, there are people who are genuinely being hurt and abused and bullied or whatever, but you can't fucking see these people because they're being drowned out by everybody else who's like, oh, someone said something mean to me. I'm being bullied too. Now it me- now it's meaningless. Everybody's a fucking bully. So <laughs> nobody is. So yeah, you've just basically re- reduced everything to its most basic and uninteresting form. Congratulations. That's what the world you live in. So. Fantastiche. Fantastiche. All right, I think that pretty much wraps up our, our subject. Did we miss anything? I don't think we missed anything. We've sure. got a, a lot of projects in the pipeline here. Uh, I guess first and foremost, it's Rio. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to be doing probably until the games are over almost exclusively that because we estimate that on a daily basis there is something that's going to go wrong. Reality will uh, be more interesting than the hype. Let's put it that way. And we will cover zero sports... And besides, we're, you're not allowed to cover sports unless you're unofficially uh, mandated from the uh, least democratic organization in the history of mankind. We'll just cover the coverage of the sports and we should be good. <laughs> we'll Am, cover I right? the average. Am I right? So the people covering the coverage can we'll, we'll sue us. Newt Gingrich it up. There you go. Yep. All right. Well, with that, my name is. Well, my number is 14. And my, na- my letter is B. <laughs> See you later, everybody.